and welcome to No Worries If Not, the Marathon Series, Episode 5. We are on the final countdown, the home stretch, five sleeps until the marathon. I have a couple of things I want to talk about today. Uh, the first thing being is going to be a little recap on last week. Not much to recap on. I had a 16k run on Friday, took it nice and handy can't actually remember what Thursday's run was. I think it was six or seven kilometers. Monday just gone yesterday was a 5k run. Today was an 11 kilometer run. Tomorrow will be eight kilometers. Thursday is a nice five. And then I have two days of no running before the marathon. This suits me. Some people like to do a little kind of shake out of the legs, a three to 5k run the day before a marathon. I personally don't do well running the day before an event. It tires me too much. My body is a bit kind of confused then by the change up in what I'm doing. I've always had rest between my last run and my long run or my event. So that's what I'm I'm sticking with. Um, so that's the plan for this week. All the running, as I've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, is focused on getting me to Sunday with the miles in the legs and injury free. That is the main, main goal up until I start running at nine o'clock on Sunday morning. Once it hits nine o'clock, my goal is to finish that marathon. And then the second goal is to get it in a time that is under my goal. But sure, look, we'll see what happens there. Finishing it is the main one. Regardless of what that time says on the clock when I'm done, I'll just be chuffed to have finished it and I will have completed a marathon, which is a huge goal that I set myself so many years ago. The main aspect of getting to a marathon injury free and like lasting the the duration of the training for it injury free is looking after your body and being in tune with the demands the training has in your body eating enough to fuel your body to fuel your recovery enough carbs and protein that will re- uh, replace those glycogen stores repair the muscle that's been damaged during the endurance and then sleep is going to be a massive one, which I've, I've already touched on before. The other side of that, that's not the kind of physical demands on the body, is the mental demand on the body. It is very taxing on your, your mind training for a marathon. I've experienced quite a lot of tiredness, brain fog, forgetfulness over the last couple of weeks. I could be mid-conversation and completely forget what I'm talking about. Or I could be working, like typing, in a train of thought and then completely forget what it is and have to bring myself back to where I was. I could be sitting at the screen for ages or what feels like ages, trying to remember what I was trying to say because it's just completely gone from my head. So I'm very much looking forward to getting back to a place where my brain just works for me, if that makes sense. And I know, and I always knew the marathon was going to be demanding on my body like that was never ever in doubt or I never questioned that I just didn't expect or plan for the mental fatigue day to day totally get the mental fatigue on a run because that's that's the whole point of running isn't it it's more of a mental sport than a physical sport well they're kind of equal but I didn't expect it on the kind of day-to-day life and the impact it would have there you could say maybe I'm not supporting my recovery enough maybe I haven't been eating enough to support it I feel like I have Don't think I could possibly eat any more. But you never know. You just don't know. That also ties into when I'm talking about energy requirements and the 
mental strain of training for the marathon and how it's had an impact on that. There's also the physical side of it. So, of course, you want to get to your marathon day without injury, having completed all your training sessions and in a prime position, or as Garmin would say, peaking. My Garmin hasn't peaked for about a year and a half, so I'm ignoring that and literally not even paying attention to the amount of people that are peaking right now ahead of London on on Sunday and Belfast. But anywho, that's their journey, not mine. Um, I know those watches are absolute without saying a swear word, shite, um, at predicting fitness levels and whatnot. It's just gas how some people are getting the peaking and others are getting unproductive or productive or whatever else they say. Um, you're... <sighs> Literally just forgot what I was saying there. Getting to the marathon injury-free is huge. There's also nothing wrong with picking up an injury. Like Everyone picks up injuries. I picked up a good few last year this year i've been very fortunate touch wood because we're so close to not getting an injury i think the main thing for me that helped that was was warming up properly before each run really focusing on the cool down aspect as well you know taking that time at the end of a run getting the last four or five hundred meters in really slow to like cool the body down to adapt the body down and then also prioritizing time for physio appointments Getting any niggles looked at straight away, any bit of pain, anything that didn't feel right, either resting it straight away and then testing it to see how it was or going straight to the physio and getting their advice or recommendations on what to do. So just yesterday, Monday evening, I booked in to go see my physio, went over to her. She was asking, you know, what's up? What's happening? What's the issue? And I didn't have an issue. I said, well, there's actually nothing wrong with me. My legs are a little bit heavy. The marathon is on Sunday. I just am here to prevent an injury rather than to cure an injury or a muscle strain. And she was delighted. You know, she said to me, this is exactly what we want runners to do is to keep on top of their physical health, their physio appointments to make sure that they're not going to get an injury. So... She did what they call like a rub down of the legs to get them ready for Sunday. Left leg, absolutely fine, front and back. The right leg, the calf was a bit tight. The right glute, oh good God in heaven, the pain when she dug her elbow in there. I was inconsolable, like screaming with the pain. It was so sore. And she had my knee bent and was twisting it left to right as she like dug her elbow in more and more into the muscle. I thought I'd never get off her little massage bed. Well, it's not, you can't really call it a massage bed. It's a pain bed. But anyway, she got me sorted front and back. And her final words to me were, those legs are perfect for a marathon. And I just thought, well, there goes any excuse I have for not completing it on Sunday. No, of course, there's no need for excuses. Um, But yeah, I was delighted I got it done. This morning, the glute felt a bit tender. Not going to lie from her absolutely beating the bejesus out of it yesterday. But already today now I can feel as the day goes on that my legs are feeling good. So I'm excited for Sunday based on the fact that I did go to that appointment yesterday. She did sort out the legs, loosen them all up and that they are primed for Sunday. Um, She also said to me that going yesterday was better than later in the week as it wouldn't have given them enough time to kind of recover from the beating she gave them before Sunday. So I timed that perfectly, which was pure chance. I just went onto her website, saw she had an appointment for yesterday evening and thought, grand, I'll go and get it done. 
because I know the rest of the week will be kind of tight on time to go and get it done. So yeah, I would massively recommend keeping on top of the physio and on top of your pre and post running, stretching, warm up, cool down. Having a whole routine for that is really, really important. Something I didn't do in the first year of running. I would just get up straight out the door and run. Cold ankles, cold feet, cold toes, higher risk of injury. Did have more injuries. Whereas now my warm up and cool down would take half an hour either side of my running to ensure that I'm not going to get injured on that run. Um, and it has had a massive, massive impact on my running as well and my my recovery and my ability to not get injured. I'm going to say again, touch wood. We're so close. <laughs> Jesus, if I get injured now, I'm just going to crawl the bloody marathon. Um, also want to talk a little bit on women's health. So the first thing is I did a kind of, I put out like a questionnaire last year when I really got into running. So I've only been running two years. So in the first year of running, I put out a questionnaire to ask women about the effects and impacts their menstrual cycle has on their training, their running specifically, because it will be a little bit more taxing. I did a totally different energy system. And of course, your menstrual cycle will massively impact that. And a lot of them came back to say that they, they did find it more difficult to run when they were on their period, managing their energy requirements on that week purely because it is so demanding on your body that week of your cycle and then your endurance training is too but I also had a lot of women reach out and say that they when training for a marathon had had some disruptions in their cycle as such and that's a big one and that's going to touch in on the energy requirements the the nutrition side of things training for a marathon or any endurance sport is so taxing on your body it requires and consumes so much energy from your body and of course your energy is your calories women are afraid to eat more it's ingrained in them they just don't do well when they're told to eat more straight away their head goes to oh well I'm going to gain weight I'm going to get fat uh I don't want my body to change I just want to stay slim but I also want to get faster and it's it's a complete mind game And that is the biggest red flag when it comes to women's health in endurance training is that they put how their body looks and their weight or their body fat above their health and therefore their cycle gets disrupted. They may miss a cycle. This may have a knock-on effect if they don't make changes straight away. And then down the road, it's negatively impacting their health more and more and more, like increased risk of bone disease. Of course, the whole massive impact of if you don't have a cycle, you're not going to be able to start a family, to get pregnant. There's going to be a massive hormone imbalance in your body. So I think highlighting that and speaking a bit about that is going to be really important. So we do see it a lot um, in the industry. And I've had clients who have done photo shoot prep bikini prep where their calorie intake has gotten severely low that it's too low to support their body and therefore they end up having a disruption in their cycle and losing their period so to speak when it comes to running and endurance it is very easy to think you're still eating enough but you're not so you may feel like you're eating more if your average when you were dieting was five or 600 calories less than what it is now, 
and you're not dieting, but you're running, we don't know for definite what you're burning in a workout and what you're burning day to day. That is why knowing these health markers and being aware of these health markers and any changes in them is so important. The minute there are disturbances in your cycle, it is a huge red flag to you and your body that your energy levels are lower. Your energy requirements, sorry, are higher than what you're giving it. You need to give your body more food, more fuel. You need to prioritize your nutrition. You may need to lay off of training for a little while, get those stress levels and get the energy expenditure all the way down to zero and focus on refueling your body. Think of it as a light switch or a balance of a light switch. The more food you give it and the less stress you put in your body, you're flicking that switch back on. You're turning back on the reproductive system. You're turning back on your menstrual cycle. If you're not prioritizing your nutrition, your stress levels and reducing your training, that switch won't go back on or it'll take a lot longer to go back on. How long it takes for it to go back on will also depend on how long it's been off, how long you were without your period, how long has this been going on, how long has your body been restricted to such a level. And we take all that into consideration when we're we're working with clients to get it back. But that was a big thing for me in the marathon training and prepping for the marathon was prioritizing my overall health. I can deal with a bit of brain fog. I can deal with being a bit moodier. I can deal with having low energy levels. But once it doesn't impact my menstrual cycle, my digestive health, my reproductive health, once none of those are impacted, it's okay. Like I can manage the other stuff. Like a couple of nights out with friends would impact your sleep, which would have an impact on your brain fog, which would have an impact on your mood. You know, so they're, they're variables I could deal with, but I couldn't deal with it actually impacting my health internally. So that's been a big one that I was focusing on and that I wanted to kind of touch on today. And if anyone does have any questions or queries on this, or wants me to delve into this topic a little bit more, we call it HA in the industry, uh, losing your period. That's something I can definitely do uh, in the podcast or on a podcast in the series later down the road. Absolutely no problem. So please do submit any questions or queries you have on that or anything in relation to women's health that you want me to discuss. Um, of course, within reason. I'm also um, open to discussing pre and postnatal training if anyone's interested in more in-depth information on that just let me know the other thing that women spoke about was running whilst on their period and how uncomfortable it can be how the sanitary products out there for women aren't really factored into doing these kind of events like for swimming for running for cycling even for heavy weightlifting, like the sanitary products aren't exactly designed to support this, that they're going to make things very uncomfortable. It's going to impact how you're performing, how you're maneuvering your body based on how they are moving or adapting to the movement you're doing, so to speak. Um, I know a lot of ladies had said that they had moved to using a cup. Hasn't been something I've tried. Would potentially be interested in trying it. But that was something I really didn't want for the marathon. I did not want the marathon to fall on the week of my cycle because I knew it would impact me. It always impacts my energy levels anyway. 
It impacts my ability to recover well. And of course, it's uncomfortable. So I was dreading it falling on the week of the of the marathon. I think I've been lucky enough to escape it, but you never know. And then it's also one of them things that the more you want it to do one thing, it does the opposite. Anyone else find that? The more you don't want your period to fall on a certain week or a certain day or a certain event, the more you're nearly guaranteed that it will because the months leading up to it, it'll alter by a day or two. So you'll still be in your normal range of a cycle, 28 to 35 days-ish, but it might just manoeuvre itself a little bit and be like, ooh, 28 days, 28 days, and then 35 days, and then bang, you know, it's fallen right on the event you don't want it to fall on. So I think I've escaped it, but we never know. Um, I'm always conscious of the time on the podcast, and I'm aware that I have spoken and touched on a lot of topics this week, so I don't want it to drag on also really hope it's coherent but as I mentioned numerous times brain fog forgetfulness it could just be a total ramble if so it'll be very funny to listen back on in months or years to come about just how fatigued my body was the week of the marathon um but I'm gonna leave it at this for today I thank you all so much for listening over the last five nearly six weeks thank you thank you thank you for all the donations to my chosen charity um, I haven't really pushed it much in the last couple of weeks because I did reach 1,500 raised, which is, of course, the goal I wanted to get to. Well, I wanted 1,000 and then I got 1,500, so I'm chuffed. So I haven't pushed it again. But if you haven't donated yet and you did want to, please do. The link will be up until next week, I think. I'm not actually sure when they take it down. So it's up anyway for the next couple of days because the marathon is yet to be completed. I will be on next week to update on the day, the weekend, how it went, how I got on. So the next time you hear from me, I will have finished a marathon and be a marathon finisher. Let's hope it's in my goal. Send all the good wishes and good vibes my way. I appreciate all the messages I've gotten so far this week um, from people, people who are very much aware of just how exhausted I'm going to be and will be this week in the run-up to it. Um, but again, thank you all so much for your support, support of me, for the marathon and on the podcast as well. Um, if you do think or know of anyone that would benefit from this, please do share it with them. Share it on your social media platforms. Like it, subscribe to it, download it, however it works on your podcasting platform. But from me, on week five of the marathon series, this is it and I will be back next week as a marathon finisher. <laughs>